Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends and welcome. I'm glad you're here. This is episode 68 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. And today we are going to talk all about how what you eat influences how much you eat. And this is such a big deal when it comes to wanting to lose weight for good. Really understanding this concept that this doesn't always or just have to do with, um, you know, I guess I'm, I want to use the word calories here, calories, calories in, calories out. Um, hopefully you've been listening to this um, and know that it's not just all about calories, although calories do matter. Um, but really that what we choose to eat is going to influence directly how much we eat. So we're going to talk all about this, how this works, because gaining this understanding and having this awareness is so beneficial um, if you're trying to lose weight and keep it off for good and not do that yo-yo dieting stuff. Um, and we're also going to, I'm going to give you very concrete examples of um, you know, how this might work in your life and how to change things up in, in order to help what you eat um, continue to help you on your weight loss journey and then to keep you there in maintenance once you arrive. Just real quick, remember you can head to my website, heatherheinen.com, and Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N, to go get any details on how clients work with me, either through life coaching sessions um, or online life coaching, uh, weight loss coaching, um, all those sorts of things. Also, how I work more directly um, with my mental health clients through therapy. Everything that I do with my business is listed in detail over there. You can also go to a page called Things I Like, and you can um, from there get to some of the companies that I either uh, work as an ambassador for or partner with in regards um, to just getting you guys some discount codes on those things. So uh, some of the companies, Smoked Culture, uh, they're a clean jerky, delicious jerky company, uh, Five Strands, uh, which is a food intolerance or environmental intolerance test. So if you're looking to do um, maybe an elimination diet or trying to figure out what's causing some inflammation in your body, they would be a great one to check out because the testing is just so easy and quick and they have wonderful customer service. That is fivestrands.com, five as in the number five, strands, S-T-R-A-N-D-S. There's probably actually a ad running for it in this episode. So if you're interested in that, just take a listen to the ad. Um, Beauty Counter is over there, over there, Fizzy Vantage, 
Fizzy Vantage is all your protein powder, your collagen powder. They do have some BCAAs and some pre-workouts. Uh, so that would be where you can get some discounts on all that. And or sign up for my monthly newsletter. Uh, that newsletter only comes once a month, all things well-being, just nice tips and tricks, recipes, journal prompts, uh, but it always has a list of the codes um, that you need to get discounts at those companies. Okay, let's move on to what we are talking about today. So, you know, it is interesting, um, often when I bring this up with clients, I don't think this is a very well-known uh, thing that what we eat will actually influence how much we eat. And it's just one of those topics um, that maybe, you know, we haven't heard about as much. Um, it, it is kind of a fairly newish idea and sort of, I would just say, unless you're out there reading all the recent science and literature around um, losing weight, obesity, um, you know, dieting, all that kind of stuff. It, it's not something that gets talked about in mainstream diet culture. And really this to me is so unfortunate because if you have struggled to lose weight and keep it off, or you're struggling with optimizing your health, this one piece of knowledge can really help you get to your goals much quicker. And I'm going to cover, like I said in the beginning, quite a few examples of this. And then towards the end, I'm gonna give some of the biggest culprits of specific foods and drink that, that lead us truly subconsciously, unconsciously to the most overeating. We do know that certain foods and drink we consume kind of create this environment in our body and brain that is going to influence us to eat more um, or may influence us to eat to optimal levels of nourishment. So if you're trying to find a lifestyle of food and eating and drink that allows you to enjoy it and also live at your healthy weight, then understanding what foods will lead you to overeating, and by the way, um, often without you even knowing this is going on, like I said, subconscious, unconscious, um, this is what is fascinating to me, that we often will overeat due to foods we are choosing to consume, but don't recognize or have the insight into this going on, that the food we choose really is a signal to our brain for how much we need to eat later on. One example is when we maybe eat a highly processed food. Like, oh, um, one of the biggest ones I see is a bowl of cereal for breakfast. And then about an hour or two later, feel real hunger cues, right? So I'm not talking even psychological hunger cues, like real hunger cues, stomach growling, stomach feeling empty, um, you know, so the appetite has returned quickly. So thinking things like, oh yes, this is true physical hunger. I'm, I'm having my usual physical hunger cues. And since we believe we are truly physically hungry, we eat more at that time. We maybe have that snack between breakfast and lunch because we're so hungry a couple hours after breakfast, after that bowl of cereal. And then we eat our full lunch at lunchtime. Where if in comparison, let's say we had eaten an egg omelet with a bunch of veggies, you know, so we don't experience hunger for three to four hours, sometimes even longer. And so we don't even think about having that snack mid-morning and we just have our regular lunch at lunchtime. So you may think, okay, well, what's the difference? That one little snack, you know, the only difference with those two people is that one didn't eat the mid-morning snack, 
But the thing is, it does make a difference because even if you just had one extra snack every day for a couple of weeks and your body doesn't truly need this, you are going to gain weight because it is going to store it as fat and, and also decrease optimal health. So understanding how choosing foods that create optimal satiation for you is really important. And I believe what we should be focusing on more than things like calories, more than energy in, energy out. Again, don't get me wrong, calories do matter. And I do have some clients who actually do really well counting calories, so I am not anti-calorie, but I do believe optimally, we don't want to have to count things or track things um, indefinitely. And you know, the real freedom comes from when we move into um, well, that peace and freedom with food when we don't have to be thinking about our diet so much, right? We don't have to be counting calories. We don't have to be recording things all the time. So choosing foods that create optimal satiation for you are going to help you get quickly to that weight loss goal and optimize your health. I wanted to tell you about a company I recently used and that you may be interested in using as well. It is called Five Strands, five, the number, and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S, five strands. And it is a test to learn about food intolerances, environmental intolerances, and it can give you lots of really good information on how your body is currently responding to your diet. So it can identify food or environmental intolerances and then you can kind of temporarily remove these things from your diet and make lifestyle decisions around that in order to reduce inflammation, to feel a bit better. Uh, this isn't about allergy testing. This isn't the same if you were to go get allergy testing through blood. This is uh, simply about a different process they use that help to identify not allergies, but simple intolerances to foods that you currently may be eating and things in your environment. And then once you have that knowledge, the idea is you can go into an elimination diet and take all those things out at once versus if any of you have done an elimination diet before, when you're trying to figure out what's working for you, what's not, you know, maybe something like you take out all dairy, you have to wait four weeks to see how you respond, then you take out another thing, then you, so it's just this really long process of trying to figure those things out. This is just a really quick, simple, easy way to get that information and eliminate all those things at once. And then the idea is you do slowly add them back in once your body, um, the inflammation has calmed down, your body's ready to respond to them again. So this isn't about eliminating these foods forever and always. It's simply about taking them out for a time period to really optimize your health, maybe even lose some weight, and then um, slowly adding them back in. And the test is so easy because you just send in some strands of hair, hence the name of the company, Five Strands. You just send in some hair, you get results back within five to seven days. The other reason I, when asked, agreed to work with this company was because their customer service was so amazing. Any questions you have, um, anything like that, they are just friendly, very knowledgeable. Um, I just really, really appreciated their this to me was like old school customer service. So they're a great company. 
Um, and, and, and this sort of testing can just give you that idea of, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to cut out and, and we'll see, um, you know, trying to optimize feeling good, all that sort of stuff. And my own personal thing with this is I was noticing that I was having, uh, just some cues and feedback going on from my body with some regular things I had been eating where I had never had those, uh, negative cues and feedback before. And so I knew something was going on and that's why I got into taking this test. And what was really interesting is some things came back that I knew would come back. Like I've always known dairy. I do not do well with dairy. Um, I, I know I don't do well with eggs, things like that. But I really found some of the results fascinating. Like there were certain proteins that I was used to eating every single day that I'm highly right now currently in my lifestyle intolerant to um, and other proteins that were just fine. So that helped me adjust uh, to what I'm eating right now. Another thing that was really interesting is I always thought I was really intolerant to red wine but could was fine with all clear alcohol like vodka, um, all that kind of stuff. And Actually, according to this, uh, all clear alcohol is not good, but I'm totally cool with red wine. So things like that were really, really fascinating to me and also just helped me create sort of this elimination diet plan for about six weeks that I'll be doing and uh, just just gave me all the information in one shot. So I highly, highly recommend them if you are looking to optimize your health it's a quick and easy test to just get more information. I really do hope you give it a try. I just believe more knowledge about our bodies and how they are working is such a key in gaining that optimal health. So if you want to give them a try, you can head over to fivestrands.com. Again, it's the number five and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S.com. And when you go to check out, put in my name, Heather Heinen. H-E-Y-N-E-N, and you're going to get a nice discount. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Satiation is all about explaining that feeling of fullness and loss of appetite after you eat. And that's kind of really what we want. We, we want to eat and we want to feel satiated after so we don't have an appetite for a while, right? We don't want that appetite to come back for a while. I always think of um, this Jerry Seinfeld episode. It's a joke he tells and um, I have been binge watching Seinfeld on Netflix over and over lately. It's just so funny and relaxing. Anyway, he tells a joke about how our parents would always say, 
don't eat that now. We, we're going to have dinner soon. You'll ruin your appetite. But as he goes on to say, no one ever ruins their appetite. There's always another appetite right around the corner. It always comes back, and it does. So if you're trying to drop some weight, it would make sense that we want to extend the time period between eating as much as possible as that appetite, it is always going to come back. So if we can delay it coming back for as long as possible, that's going to help us lose weight much more easily, by the way, because how hard is it to lose weight when you are hungry all the time, right? So, so we want to optimize this. We want to optimize um, feeling satiated for as long as we can after we eat. So how can we eat and what can we, what we can eat, um, what can we eat to increase the time period before our appetite returns? This is key to help stop the overeating behavior and also finding some peace around food. When we are satiated for longer periods of time, we automatically eat less. There's no white knuckling. There's no like, ah, I gotta like willpower through this. Um, when we don't, when we don't have that appetite all the time, it's so much easier. And and that's another thing I want to touch on. We automatically eat less. So this isn't something we have to be thinking about then. Our appetite is regulated. You know, appetite regu regulation is such food peace and food freedom. It happens without us having to even think about it, without having to put so much energy into dieting, right? In quotation marks. We want our healthier eating and drinking behaviors to happen automatically. That's the goal. When our appetite is regulated through choosing certain specific foods, through reducing inflammation, from practicing our coping skills for stress going on around us and in our heads, through getting proper amounts of sleep. When we do these things to regulate our appetite, things happen automatically. There is such relief and rest in that. Regulating our appetite through these things creates an automatic process where we eat less, we overeat less, and therefore we lose weight and find food freedom and peace. We get to move on to other goals in our lives. Um, okay, so here is a practical list of things that you can consume, that you can eat, that will help regulate your appetite and create less urgent um, less urgency, less urges and desire to overeat and therefore can help you eat less, still feel satisfied and lose weight. Okay, number one, I know you know, especially if you listen to my Flexible Fasting podcast, you know I'm gonna say this is number one, eat your protein. Eat enough protein for your body's needs. That is just going to be the number one way to feel satiated between meals. Um, it, it can help so, so much, okay, so protein. Uh, the next one would be fiber for some people, okay? Not everyone does well at certain times in their lives with a lot of fiber. Um, some people do amazing with a lot of fiber, but different gut issues for different people can really influence how fiber works in the body and if it's gonna be beneficial or not. Um, I had a time period where if I even ate like up to 15 grams of fiber. Um, oh, I was just, I was miserable, just physically miserable. Um, had a lot of digestive issues and kept getting told by docs, eat more fiber, eat more fiber. And it was literally um, causing uh, like worse and worse symptoms, right? Now we kind of know that due to different um, gut bacteria living in our guts, 
that's going to determine a bit if you are good at digesting fiber or if it actually is going to increase some inflammation in the body. Um, optimally, we, I, I think, it's just my opinion, that we would be able to digest um, lots of fiber, but uh, for some of us, it just doesn't work that way. So that's just the little um, side note there. So, but if you digest fiber well, um, you know, you feel great on it, then that can really help you stay satiated between meals. Okay, another one is a high volume of food. So this is simply, when I talk volume, high volume, it's just simply how much um, in, in uh, amount, in mass you are eating that, not mass, in uh, volume, in amount, in how much is gonna fill up your stomach. So when our stomach stretches, uh, there are signals or hormones that are released to the brain that tells the brain you are full. So just the physical act of the stomach stretching sets off a cascade of signals that create satiety. So examples that I'm thinking of here would be things like a really big salad, lots of veggies, right? You can eat a large amount, but it's a low in energy density. Um, low in calories basically, but it takes up a lot of space. So so think of it this way, like a 250 calorie candy bar versus 250 calories worth of strawberries, right? It's a huge bowl of strawberries versus that small candy bar. So if you eat the bigger bowl of strawberries, most likely you are going to stay satiated longer between eating episodes. Um, Foods that are low in energy density, so a food that is low in um, calories for its weight. So usually foods that contain a lot of water and fiber but are low in fat. And yes, I just said it, low in fat. This does not mean fat is bad or that you shouldn't eat healthy fats. You should. I am just saying that many people will feel more satiation with foods low in energy but high in weight. So again, veggies and fruits. Of course, salad again falls into this, but um, veggies and fruits typically would fall into that category. Hydration can also influence our satiation level. So if you are chronically dehydrated, your brain is going to really mess up the cues to tell you if you are hungry or thirsty, right? Because it's going to throw up cues that are that very much feel like you're hungry when really you're just thirsty. And this is often why it's recommended to drink um, a lot of water when you, or I shouldn't say a lot, just like a glass of water when you first believe you're hungry, right? So you're getting kind of these hunger signals. You're not sure if they're physical or not, or maybe they feel very physical, but you drink a glass of water first, wait a little bit, and then if you're still hungry, you know you're probably hungry for food. But if you're not, then you know it was simply probably your cells just needed some hydration and you drank some water, the hunger signals go away. And then again, if they persist, you know that you're probably truly physically hungry and need to eat some food. But often if cells need water, the brain throws up hunger cues. And this may be because most of our food contains water and our body is sort of like, you know, I need to get that water, so I'm gonna throw up hunger cues. So you eat some food and get some water in through that food. Um, you know, so that might be why it goes there. Bottom line, you wanna make sure you're hydrated. That's gonna help with your satiation levels. Okay, you now have four specific types of food that if you consume more of them, they're gonna help you eat less overall without you having to really think about it that much. And this is why eating whole, real food can be so helpful for weight loss versus consuming processed foods 
that actually increase our appetite and our hunger signals and drive us to eat more than our bodies even need, right? They can actually create these false hunger signals and cues that we need to eat more and more. And so we do so without even really noticing that we're doing it. So practical level here to get started, try just incorporating one or two of the above types of foods that I listed, remember protein, remember fiber, at every meal and snack. Maybe you could commit to eating at least two ounces of a whole protein source. So I'm not talking um, like whey protein powders or collagen protein powders, which are processed here. I don't, those aren't bad. I'm not saying not to eat those. I'm just saying they're not going to help you um, in regards. Most likely they're not going to help you as much with your satiation levels as a whole protein source will. So try committing to eating at least two ounces of whole, of a whole of a whole protein source before each meal or before any snack, and then see how your weight does over the week. If you find you drop a little weight, cool, you know it's helping. If there's no change, then you could consider upping the protein amount at each eating episode. That's just an example of something you could implement. Um, The other example I would say is try eating veggies at every meal and um, snack and just see how that works for your satiation levels. Everyone's a little bit different. By the way, there are people too who need fat to um, feel that satiation and to increase satiation levels. That might be you. If you've tried going keto or super low carb, you might do super awesome at that where um, that fat actually helps your satiation levels. So lots of things you can experiment with. I hope you learned something about how eating specific foods can really help you eat less automatically and lose the weight for good. Uh, It's so nice to be able to eat and drink and just be at rest and feel at peace with it and know that you're not going to be feeling these urges and desires to overeat. Thank you for listening and sharing this space with me. I always appreciate you being here. Please share the episode with anyone you feel may benefit, and we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services.